Hello, everybody. Happy fun drive season. You know what time it is. Welcome to our broadcast. My name is Jacob Air. Alongside me are Jake McGrail, Corey Branson, Nico Roselli, Ryan Alfonso, both Byron and Alan Wang, and the newest on-air member of our collective, Chooks Ebomb. Welcome on in, Chooks. Anything to say to the people out there? Hi, everyone. What's good? <laughs> <laughs> That's Chooks. He'll be a uh, regular member on our weekly show. Uh, as always, we are broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus located on the unceded grounds of the Musqueam people. You're listening to CITR on 101, on, on Thunderbird Eye on CITR 101.9. Always keep up, keeping you up to date with the latest UBC Thunderbirds news, standings, and stories. I mentioned it's fun drive. And what is this, you may ask? Well, I'll let you know. It is a time to donate uh, to our station, supporting staff positions, equipment updates, so we can broadcast to you in super cool uh, studios as we are right now and train new members and much more beyond that. Honestly, CITR's goal this year is 30,000. So far we got $10,000, which is great round of applause. 10k. That's what's up. Um, our show's goal is 600. We have 175. So we're almost matching that one third of the pace with CITR, but we need your help. So we're going to ask our community to show their support in form of either one-time or monthly donations. The theme this year is Crush on CITR because you all love us so much. (laughs) And it's Valentine's. It's the season of love. So help us secure another year of local alternative media making. You can either call in at 604-822-8648 now through February 13th. Those are the official dates of FunDrive. Or go online and donate at citr.ca slash donate. Additionally... As you may have remembered from last week, Thunderbird Eye has amazing Thunder or Sonic theme prizes for different donation levels. We got Sonic Flome. Are you kidding me? Does it get better than that? Oh, yes, it does. Sonic Glow Up Bouncy Balls posters. Sonic Paddle Ball sets so you can be just like the little blue devil from the movie. And even... Not bad, the reference. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. And even the Sonic Beanie. Yes. The prize Sonic Beanie, you do need to donate $200 as we only have one of them. So supply and demand makes it <laughs> makes it necessary that it has to be the highest prize. Trust me, it's worth it. What Beanie isn't worth $200? And this is in addition to CITR's cool prizes of our radio's own mugs, Beanies and more. Our basic prizes start at like $5, $10. We love $1 contributions. We love $5 contributions. We love $20, $50, $100, whatever you can and w- are willing to give. We appreciate it. In order to get all of those, though, you do have to donate 604-822-8648. And remember, also attend the Fun Drive finale on Valentine's Day, February the 14th. Maybe you can go find some love there for the Day of Love at Redgate Art Society. Or, you know, if you already have that in your life, bring your significant other. 8 to 11 p.m., tons of music acts, lots of love in the air. Tickets are only $10 at the door. Be there. Be square. Go Fun Drive. Go Thunderbird Eye. If you're calling in or going online, make sure to donate towards our show so you can keep hearing this award-winning local sports coverage. And there were actually some sports this past there weekend. There were. <laughs> there <incredible> were sports. <laughs> Starting with basketball, the women's team swept the Westman this past weekend, taking game one in a comfortable 81-62 to win. Keelan Filowich double-doubled, as she very often does, with 15 points, 12 rebounds, and 3 blocks, while Haley Council recorded 13 points and 6 rebounds. Yeah, and after a torrid shooting stretch to start 2020, Jessica Hansen slowed down offensively with just 9 points on 4 of 17 shooting in Game 1. 
followed by 10 points on 4 of 15 shooting in Game 2. She did record a combined 10 rebounds and 13 assists in the two games. In Game 1, the Westmen were brutal offensively, shooting 30% from the field and 59% from the free throw line. In the second half, they shot 7 of 34, only 21% from the field, and 0 for 10 from 3. That That's tough stuff Yikes. right there. <laughs> that's tough. Game 2 was a lot closer, though. The Thunderbirds, they nearly blew a 22-point lead, but they did win in the end, 76-70. to Filowich again led the way with 21 points and 11 rebounds, while Council again scored 13 points. The Thunderbirds were up 36-14 to at the end of the first, which is good. <laughs> they, they then scored 40 points in the final 30 minutes. Wow. But managed to close it out. I mean, 40 points in 30 minutes. That's that's not great. No. <laughs> that's not and, ideal. Uh, it was tough. And, you know, calling that game, I was on with Natalie Abel for my senior night as well uh, in the broadcast <laughs> booth from play-by-play perspective. And it was bizarre. I mean, 36-14, you're like, oh, my gosh. Are they really on pace right now to, like, eclipse 120? And then everything <laughs> drastically slowed down. The average after that, like, 12 to 13 points a quarter. So it was a big uh, tough stuff. momentum changer, but honestly, credit to the opposition. They changed their entire game plan, and it worked. Yeah, there are three graduating seniors on the team. That's Hanson, Maddie Penn, and Kristen Lindquist. All three of them started for the latter two. It was their first start of the season. And we here at CITR also looking to start as many new things as possible. Oh, well, really? Yeah, and that's where Fun Drive comes in. Oh, that's right, Jake. What's Fun Drive all about? Well, it'll allow us to continue to expand our horizons on Thunderbird Eye. So if you're able to, please donate. CITR.ca slash donate or call 604 uh Six eight six eight six eight four eight. Four eight. Don't forget it. That's six zero four eight two two eight six four eight. Phones are open one to nine p.m. You definitely want to donate to Thunderbird Eye, coolest Sonic prizes in the world, so you can be super fast like him and like those Thunderbird athletes. Now back to the sports. The Thunderbirds end the regular season with sixteen wins and four losses, and third in Canada West. Their RPI, which is the formula used to calculate their seeding based on the strength of the schedule, is zero point six one eight nine. This is important because the second place Saskatchewan is zero point six one nine zero, meaning there's a difference of just point zero zero zero. One no cap, which means that UBC will play the Canada West quarterfinals and semifinals in Saskatchewan rather than at home, based on that small little difference. I mean, one ten thousandth. It is ridiculous. One ten thousandth of a full number in the RPI standings is what differentiated these two teams. That's hard to swallow because they don't get home court because of that. And that's big when it comes to basketball. Right. Of all big, the sports. Big in any sport, I would argue. But basketball especially. Especially during like free throws. During free throws when everyone's screaming. Right. One round elimination. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're on the road now. It sucks. And in the quarterfinal next week, they will play either Winnipeg or Manitoba. They have not played Manitoba and obviously are 2-0 and against Winnipeg. If they win that game, they will most likely play Saskatchewan in the semifinal. Uh, the men's team also finished the regular season with a pair of wins. Game one finished 97 to 85, with Jaden Cohey scoring 25 points and 9 of 15 shooting, and Grant Shepard adding 21 points and 7 rebounds. And all five starters scored double figures, including Brian Wallach, who made his first career home start and recorded the game's only double double with 12 points and 10 rebounds. That's my son! <laughs> That's my son! <laughs> Harry Potter reference for any of you who don't know. <laughs> Goblet of Fire. Anyways, Brian Wallach. Uh, 
I friend of mine. I can't believe you're going to clown on me for Lincoln Rosebush and then Kate for <laughs> Brian Wallach Brian as Wall- hard as well, you are. Well, at least Brian Wallach can actually put up some sizable stats, Jake. Wow. Double doubles I'm in just, that first I'm home start. I'm just going to say second game, Lincoln Rosebush 6.7 rebounds, Brian Wallach 2.5 <laughs> rebounds. Well, back in the first game <laughs> when Brian Wallach double double, the Thunderbirds turned it over just nine times, though they did give up 20 offensive rebounds. They held the Westman to 40% shooting. Winnipeg didn't help themselves as by shooting uh, 8 of 34, 53% from the free throw line. So things were not looking pretty from the charity stripe. Yeah, game two was a blowout. Thunderbirds took it 91 to 66. Lincoln Rosewood plays more. It's a blowout. I don't know. Seems like correlation. Kohe lit it up on senior night with 26 points on 9 of 16 shooting, while Shepard and Jack Cruz DeMont both added 12 points as well. The 66 points allowed tied UBC's second burst mark this season. The Westman showed 32 percent from the field jesus and 90 <laughs> percent from three. Oh my god yeah and the thunderbirds led wire to wire that, that's an appropriate reaction i mean <laughs> it it was rough out there for them at times you know and i doug richards was on that game with me he was not friendly towards their play he said he equated their play to being as poorly negative as the bottom depth of the Marianas Trench, for those of you who are un- oh, unaware, that oh. is the lowest point in the entire geographical space of the world. So, yeah, not really friendly, uh, but kind of deserved in a way. On to something a little bit more uh, positive, shall we say. There are two graduating seniors on the men's team, Kohi and Manrup Claire, who both transferred to UBC last season. Kohi made the record book this year as he finished the season with an assist-to-turnover ratio of three, which is the sixth-best mark in conference history. Not all of us play in Canada West, but you are also able to make a great assist. How did they do that? By donating the fun drive. That's what's up. (laughs) You can can do so at citr.ca slash donate or at the phone number that Jacob Barry will read to you right now. 604-822-8648. Don't get it twisted. (laughs) <laughs> and UBC entered the weekend fifth in Canada West, but like the woman, ended at 16-4 to and third in the conference. They will travel to Calgary next week for the playoffs and will play either Saskatchewan or Thompson Rivers in the quarterfinals. The Thunderbirds have not played either of those teams this season, so things should be pretty interesting. Yes, they most likely will, and with that we will jump into the world of hockey and we will start off by looking at the men's this time. The men's team has officially secured a spot in the playoffs. Hooray! Oh my goodness! Oh my god! They did so when they defeated Mount Royal in Game 1 by a final score of 3-2. to two. Game 2 did end up being a 4-2 loss, but the team surely will be pleased to play meaningful hockey this weekend after some difficult times this season. Thunderbirds knew coming into Game 1 that life would be made a lot easier if they could just get that win out of the way and secure the playoff spot after that first game. They ultimately outshot the Cougars 30-22, to were led by Tyler Sandu, who potted one goal and one assist. And you know what would also make life easier? If we hit our $600 fun drive goal, which you can help us out with at citr.ca slash donate or that magical phone number of 604-822-8648. We're already 175 dollars towards that goal that's almost a third so why not why be exclusionary just chip in be part of the be part of the minority help represent under underrepresented voices here at citr chip in and so you can hear cool sports stories that aren't covered in those mainstream outlets back in that first game though thunderbirds scored once in each period through sandu colton keller and Jarrett smith 
Cougars did cut the lead to 3-2 with about 5 to play, but Thunderbirds were able to shut the door. This game marked UBC's first three-game win streak of the season, so sometimes too little, not too late. Heating up at the right time, that's what we're going to call it. Uh, Game 2 did not go the T-Birds way, unfortunately, as three unanswered goals by the Cougars propelled them to the eventual 4-2 win. After both the Thunderbirds' goals, the Cougars responded instantly, including just 15 seconds after Sandu scored in the second to take a 2-1 lead. And those ones are the worst possible to give up because you have the wind in your sails, then a goal 15 seconds later to equalize, you're back to square one. It's a little bit demoralizing. I've been there before. But on to something a little bit more interesting. There were a combined 48 penalty minutes in this game. 32 of them coming from UBC, including a 10-minute ma- uh, misconduct for Sandu. The Cougars were 1-5 of five on the power play, while the Thunderbirds were 0-3. And we'll see why this is so interesting in just a quick second. Yeah, well, that could also be a sign for a lot more penalty minutes to come, as these two teams will score off again this weekend in a best-of-three Canada West quarterfinal series. UBC is 1-3 against, against Mount Royal on this season. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, before the playoffs got underway this weekend, there were congratulations in order for the two graduating seniors on the men's hockey team. That's Austin Vetteral and Kyle Becker, who both played five years here at UBC. Wow. A lot of seniors leaving this weekend. So many. Wow. So sad. So sad. <laughs> and now we can look at the women's team. Don't Although cry. The, <laughs> I'll try not to, but it's so sad. Austin Vetteral is going to be a big loss. Great player. But we'll move on to the women's side now. Although the women's team did not manage to record a victory over the weekend, they did squeak into the playoffs, albeit dropping to the final spot in sixth place. That means that they will take on the Saskatchewan Huskies in the quarterfinals, a team that has only lost twice in the last month. Game one was a tight affair and began with over 45 scoreless minutes before Anna Persky opened the scoring for the Cougars. They doubled their lead a few minutes later on the power play, so quick scoring back-to-back late in that game. Thunderbirds did get one back late after pulling the goalies. Mackenzie Kordick scored her first career goal for UBC, but that was all they were able to get, and they lost 2-1, to one, unfortunately another loss. And Game 2 was another tight affair, and it was the Cougars' power play that proved to be the difference as they scored twice and blanked the T-Birds for a 2-0 to win in the final game of the regular season. Yeah, Dario Neal scored early in the second before Pirsky scored another third-period goal for insurance. Cougars goalie Kaelin Ross only needed to make 14 saves. She got the shutout. I blame somebody who did not say the word shutout. This is my ongoing battle with superstition. You're allowed to say when it's the opposition's players, just, okay. just not our own. Well, this means that the Thunderbirds only scored one goal on this weekend. Speaking of one goal, everyone here at Thunderbird Eye has one goal, and I would be amazed if you haven't heard of it already. The one goal being hitting $600 in fun drive donations. Don't know if we mentioned it yet. I'm pretty sure we have. But if you haven't yet donated, there is still time. Jacob! 604-822-8648. Again, 604-822-8648. Donate! Thank you. And with that, the Thunderbirds will open their playoff journey on Friday in Saskatchewan against whom they are... 2-2 two two on the season, so things even in terms of 2019-2020 play. And congrats, finally, to graduating seniors Mikhail Ogrodnichuk, Hannah Clayton Carroll, and Matea Fisher. And when it comes to Mikhail Ogrodnichuk, there may be a surprise in store on next week's show. P- perhaps. Perhaps. Do you want to tell the folks a little bit more about it? We may or may not have an interview coming up for next week's show, and this may or may not be revolved around two very 
good women's hockey players for the UBC Thunderbirds team. Great, perhaps. Perhaps even great. Ogrodnachuk may be one of them. The other might be a goalie. We'll have to see. A record-setting goalie. A record-setting goalie. Get excited about it. Exactly. Again, just maybe. (laughs) We'll see what ends up happening. Uh, Diving into the world of swimming. No pun intended. The T-Birds competed this past weekend in the West Coast Collegiate at the University of Victoria, where, as always, they dominated the field. This meet was a little unusual as each event was swam twice, once in a 50-meter pool and once in a 25-meter pool. Starting off with the women, they swam strong as per usual, absolutely crushing the competition with some familiar faces at the forefront. Hoy lam tam. Very <laughs> impressive. Hmm. Who would have guessed? Oh, yeah, me. She snagged gold not in one, not two, but all four of her events. All were freestyle, 200 meter, the 100 meter, and twice in the 50 meter. Yeah, she can win it twice. That's how good she is. She broke her personal best in the 200 meter, almost as fast as the blue devil himself. Yeah, Sonic. That's right. That was my prediction last week. We were arguing who it would be. I'm just saying, Horlam Tam proved me the following week. And do you know how you can get your Sonic prizes? That's right. Go donate to CITR Sports Thunderbird Eye at 604-822-8648 or citr.ca slash donate. Again, 604-822-8648. Prove who's right. It's me. Horlam Tam <laughs> is Sonic. And you want those prizes. Again, in order to do that, you're going to have to donate. So get on those lines or go online. And Tam was not the only women's swimmer who dominated. Olivia Ellard was great in the backstroke events, winning all three of the 50-meter, 100-meter, and 200-meters with her best time coming in the 200-meter event. Kirsten Douglas took two golds herself in the butterfly event in the 50-meter and then the short course 100-meter. Now back to one of the newer students on the team. The first year, Josie Field came home with five medals of her own, taking bronze in the 50-meter butterfly and sweeping the field with four golds in all the 100 meters and 200-meter butterfly races. The most varied swimmer was Megan Dalk, who got gold in the 200-meter freestyle and 200-meter individual medley and silver in both the 100-meter butterfly and 100-meter breaststroke. That's Talk insane. about diversity. So that is crazy. It's really a, it's really hard to do so well in such different events, so props to Megan Dalk. Well, yeah, I, I mean, speaking to you two, Alan and Byron in here, you swimmers, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. how how hard is it to actually diversify like that? Well, generally, um, once you get to like a national level, you have to focus more on a specific stroke. So during practices, during sets, you have to choose like a certain stroke. So it's really hard or really rare to see people like doing so well in a lot of different events because that's it's generally not what people train for typically. D- Dalk thinking outside the box. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Also, also, my question being, do they have to keep competing race after race? Because that must have also tired them out, right? <laughs> that, right? I, twins. <laughs> well, the the races, um, you know, there's usually around a few hours of break in between. I mean, sometimes there's like 10 minutes. Uh, other oh times, uh, <laughs> I can't even imagine. Other, yeah, world. other times it could be um, like six hours or something. It depends on, honestly, it depends on the day. Yeah. Uh, Regardless, Dalk very impressive for her. Yeah, I think I think she was testing the waters. Yeah. Ah, yeah. ah, I see what you did All right. there. All right, moving on to the men's side, they were equally as dominant as the women's, with all twelve swimmers claiming at least one medal in an individual event. They were led by Jaren Lafranc, who won four golds in the fifty meter, hundred meter, and two hundred meter breaststrokes. First year, Barstow Nyhoff also phenomenal. He won gold in all three of the 100-meter breaststroke, 200-meter individual medley, and 400-meter IM, recording a personal best in all three of those events. So great meet from him. 
Can we just take a second to acknowledge how great a name that is? <laughs> right? Barstow. Barstow Nyhoff. Barstow Nyhoff. Absolutely love Definitely it. Definitely a sports name. Yes, 100%. Nyhoff. <laughs> Back to the actual sport. Nicholas Duke medaled four times, all in different styles. Gold in the 200-meter backstroke and bronze in the 200-meter freestyle, 200-meter fly, and 100-meter fly. Additionally, Dimitri Lim took home a pair of golds in the 50-meter and 200-meter butterfly, won by less than a second in both races, so they were rather close, as well the bronze in both the 100-meter butterfly and then the 100-meter freestyle. And uh, rounding up some of the notable names, Brody Young won gold with a great performance in the 200-meter individual medley, and Reeson Yu placed second in the 50-meter breaststroke as well as third in the 50-meter freestyle. And now moving on to golf, our men's golf team is enjoying some sunshine down in Coto de Casa right now, but the Orange County Collegiate Classic is anything but a vacay. In fact, UBC is up against NCAA Division I competition in the tournament, which has meant by far their toughest competition of the season. Coming into today, round one has wrapped up while round two, nearly finished, had been called early due to the sunset. At that, that darn sun, you can never <laughs> time it. Like, what were they doing? <laughs> I mean, come on, like set, set the uh, first tee off a little earlier. The sun always sets, folks. Uh, and at that time, UBC sat at a lowly 16th out of 17 teams at plus 44, 35 strokes behind leaders San Francisco. In order to get some better results, UBC might need to work on how they drive the ball. Why you can't easily help them with that, you can help us with our own drive. Oh, oh, oh okay. I see you, Chooks. And by that, we mean fun drive. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Please donate now to help us reach our goal of $600 by calling the number 604-822-8648. Yeah, or CITR.ca slash donate. Back to the golf when play was halted last night. It was Ethan DeGraff and Logan Carver who were the top Thunderbirds, each sitting plus six and tied for 29th. Andre Wiersba was tied for 76 at plus 15. Malcolm Glumpak tied for 86 at plus 19. And Rannon Uman Dankert, solo 92nd at plus 26. I know, the, the names are pretty good at UBC. A lot of diversity in the names. And everyone's chasing CSU Fullerton's Derek Castillo, the 79th ranked player in the States, who was at a minus 7 and a 4-stroke cushion as of yesterday and is one of only three golfers under par. Yeah, I've currently got the live updates page pulled up for the the golf stats. UBC, unfortunately, still in 16th. And it's now CSU Fullerton, who's taken the lead. UBC, 61 strokes back of first place. (laughs) And uh, DeGraff has temporarily jumped ahead of Carver. He's now one stroke ahead of him for the UBC lead. He's tied for 35th overall. Okay, sweet. Off this week's tournament wraps, the men will take a long break before returning to action on March 2nd for the Sacramento State Invitational. While the men's golf team is taking a long break, we're going to take a short one here for ads and PSAs, and then we'll be back to you with some volleyball action. It's playoff season. Get ready. The segues, man. <laughs> the segues. Fundrive 2020, CITR's annual fundraiser extravaganza, is happening right now. This year's theme is Crush on CITR. And since we deal primarily in sound around here, we started wondering what does a crush sound like? Hey, do you want to make out? 
It's like that um, filter on Instagram. It's like... Well, um, as great as those answers were, uh, we're kind of hoping this year a crush sounds a bit more like... Because your donations are what allow us to do, well, almost everything. Hosting free radio and podcast trainings, publishing the amazing Discorder magazine, producing local independent news, promoting and playing local music, and so much more. Our fund drive goal is to reach $30,000 by February 14th. You can show your crush on CITR right now by visiting citr.ca slash donate. Accessibility. Disability. Mental health. ADHD and ADD. And many, many more topics we explore and cover. But where? On On CITR's All Access Pass. A unique and collectively run show on equity, inclusion, and creating awareness for people of all abilities in BC and around the world. Catch us every other Wednesday afternoon from 3 to 4. If you want more info or want to get involved, please find us on Facebook or send us an email at accessibilitycollective at citr.ca. Welcome back, and now... Time for some women's volleyball. The Thunderbirds women's volleyball team had two games over the past weekend against UBC Okanagan at their home ground in Kelowna. Our Thunderbirds managed a clean 3 nothing victory in the first match, but UBC Okanagan turned up the heat, haha, pun intended, <laughs> in the second match, taking our Thunderbirds down 3 nothing themselves. UBC now stands at an even 11 wins for 11 losses, while UBC Okanagan is now at 7 wins for 15. This game was was pretty intense. I actually um, looked at the statistics, and there are some pretty cool statistics down there that we're going to get into. Yeah, match one, Thunderbirds recorded a pretty clean victory scoreline, 25-17, 25-10 in the second set blowout there, and then 25-23 in the third. They came through at the service line, 11 aces, just four for the Heat. Kara Kovac stepping up for UBC Women's Volleyball in a big way. She was the game leader for the Thunderbirds, finishing out 11 of the team's total 39 kills, so a bit low on the team, but Kovacs standing out as an individual. Meanwhile, Gabi Atea, a bit lower than usual. Seven kills, two aces, but four blocks for her. The second set was the Thunderbirds' best as they hit a strong 600 en route to a match total of 341. Hmm, 600. <laughs> Funny how that is the exact same number as our target for this year's fun drive. You don't oh say! <laughs> if you haven't heard already, which at this point I doubt is possible, we need your help to get us to that goal, so please donate now at citr.ca slash donate or the phone number 604-822-8648. And you get CITR and Sonic Swag. What is there to lose? A dollar? Come on, folks. <laughs> And any donation is appreciated. And now, with that being said, we'll jump into Game 2. Despite the final score of 3-0 for the Heat, Match 2 was more of a battle than the previous night. The Heat took Set 1, 25-22, rallied from being down 21-13. I'll say that again. They were down 21-13, and they took Set 2, 26-24, and then won Set 3 more comfortably by a score of 25-15. Yeah, two of the Thunderbolt veteran players tried to take the lead as Atea, the goal who... Our studio just can't seem to stop talking about. <laughs> recorded nine kills, one ace, and two blocks, while Tessa Davis added eight kills, one ace, and three blocks herself. I However, mean, Atea is really good. There's a yeah. reason we oh talk about her. Yes, yes. 
phenomenal statistics. However, it wasn't enough, and the Heat did have 13 aces compared to the six for the Thunderbirds. This time, it was the Heat who hit incredibly well at .329, and they had just eight attack errors compared to 17 for UBC. They hit well over .4 in both the first and third sets. The Thunderbirds have claimed to play a spot. Woo! Hey! I mean, you split a, a weekend series that Jake really said wouldn't have happened. But hey, regardless, hey, yes, the clinch hey, of playoffs. We'll get to spot. that. <laughs> yeah, and we'll take on the four and six, four and eighteen Brandon this weekend to end the regular season. UBC currently sits in seventh place in Canada West and have the chance to make it up to sixth with a pair of wins, which I hope. Happens. We're going to hope it happens, but we don't know. We don't want to predict anything, do we, Jake? <laughs> we can't guarantee anything nor make predictions because that would not be good. <laughs> right, Jake? <laughs> we'll talk more about that in a bit. Anyways, we'll jump into the men's side now. Men's team all but solidified their th- place in the top three of the Canada West standings with a sweep over the Heat, taking match one, three to one, and match two, three to zero. They are now 15 and five, though unfortunately they can finish no higher than third in the regular season standings. Match one was a complete different team win. Three different Thunderbirds would record at least 10 kills, while five Thunderbirds recorded at least five digs. Colton Liu was a standout with 10 kills, four blocks, and five aces. Aces, a concept not unfamiliar to Colton Liu. His 47 aces are actually... Yeah, 47. I know. He's racking them up. It is the fifth best mark in Canada West history, while his .73 aces per set is second best all time. We're talking as long as stats were recorded, which I think was like... <laughs> it's gone back a few decades. Right. Like, Colton Liu. <laughs> Stand up. This was like the women's volleyball team last yeah. year with Kira Van Rijk and Liv Ferlin kind of going neck and neck. They had two standouts. Meanwhile, Liu's kind of <laughs> soloing it to his to the top of the leaderboards. Wow. Well, uh, we're going to take a bit of a deeper dive into individual performances. Matt Neves had a team-high 13 kills, while Jordan Deshane had 10, along with 6 blocks and a 6.67 hitting percentage. And we can also take a bit of a deeper dive into our fun drive totals and update everyone as we now have a total of $175 for Thunderbird Eye. And how do we get more? Jacob, please. Well... In order to get more funds, there has to be donations. Mm. And in order for there to be donations, people have to call in or go online. And the way you can do that is punching in on those cellular devices that are in your pockets. Wap, wap. Or in, hopefully not your hands if you're driving. But if you're walking around, hopefully it's in your hands or in your pocket. 604-822-8648. That is the number in order to donate. And if you happen to be more of someone who prefers the interwebs, go to citr.ca slash donate. Looking at match two now, even though it was a 3 nothing shutout for UBC, game a lot tighter than that final scoreline suggests. The Thunderbirds won each set narrowly by two points. They won sets one and three, 25-23, and they won set two, 30-28. Still, UBC held a vastly better hitting percentage as they hit co- collectively 310 to UBC was 151. This time, only two T-Birds managed to climb into the double digits in terms of kills, and they were led by Michael Dahanek with the season-high 15. Danny Aspenleiter also notched a season-high with 10. And the Thunderbirds, they did manage just four aces. They committed 20 service errors. They're <clears> prone <throat> to that with their approach. They struggled at the service line. The Heat had just nine service errors and three aces. Ouch. Well, the Thunderbirds have one more challenge to end their regular season as they face the 13-7 and Bobcats, who can potentially overtake UBC in the third if they win both matches. UBC lost both matches against Brandon last season, so let's, let's not hope for the same this year. It'll be some high drama moments for them. 
But now we're going to take a trip down to the United States. UBC's baseball program took two of three games from the Concordia Oregon Cavaliers to open their, well, the second, third, and fourth games, basically open their 2020 season. UBC won both games of a Saturday doubleheader, 8-3 and then 4-3, tighter on that second of the two, but dropped the last game on Sunday, 7-4. Game one saw the Thunderbirds put up multiple runs in each of the fourth, sixth, and eighth innings. They scored five unanswered in the second half of the game. UBC starter Garrett Hawkins pitched five innings, nine strikeouts, allowed three runs. Pretty solid outing for who might be the ace of the team this season. And I'll give the nod to Nico. He said Garrett Hawkins, someone to watch out for. Nine punch outs right off the gate, five innings, three runs. It's pretty solid. Well, the the big thing is is that without Nal Wendler, congratulations to him being drafted by the Minnesota Twins. Yeah, but MLB he, prospects coming out of UBC, no big deal, which is awesome. But you knew that somebody's gonna have to step up, and the next best guess would have been Garrett Hawkins. And the big bats in the first game came from Austin Butler, who was two for five with two runs and two RBIs, and catcher Noah. Noah Orr, who also went two for five with three RBIs. Not to pump my own tires at all, but okay. I remember one of the first, or maybe the second show that I was on, I did a couple players to watch, and two of them happened to be Noah Orr and Austin Butler. Austin Butler had one of the best OBPs on the team last year. I thought you said you're someone who doesn't try and make predictions. I thought you said you only look at stats. I didn't say I would I would make predictions. I said these are guys you should look out for, guys who might step up. Okay, Just, so you, you suggest... You suggest others to predict, but you're not going to take that onus for yourself. No, I can't be doing that. Okay, I understand. <laughs> Just to clarify. And then in game two for the Thunderbirds in baseball, Concordia scored first once again, but Jackson Valky hit a two-run double in the third, and Brett Corbett hit another two-run double in the sixth. That was all the runs UBC needed as they held on to a close 4-3 victory. And game three took place Sunday, and Concordia jumped to a 3-0 lead after just two innings, and this time they held on for the win. UBC had just two hits, but Concordia starters Caleb Strawn walked two Thunderbirds and pegged four. I mean, six base runners from non-base hits. Four hits by pitches is tough. They had more hit-by-pitches than hits. <laughs> they actually doubled their hits in terms of hit-by-pitches. You don't see that all that often. And yet that pitcher was on the winning side. Yes, so, he didn't get the win, didn't, well, but he was on he'll, the He'll yes. be happy about he it. He came out victorious. Thunderbirds are now 2-2 two and two early in the season. Next up is a four-game series this Friday through Sunday at the nationally ranked number 25 in the NAIA rankings, Benedictine Mesa in Arizona. Thunderbirds will need their entire team playing well to win, just like we here at CITR need a big team behind us to continue to do what we do. That's true, we're growing. And you can... Pitch in by contributing at citr.ca slash donate 604-822-8648. And if you know people that like to talk sports, especially local content, voices that are unheard, heck, give us a give us an email. Come out to the radio. We can always use more voices. It's a great time. We're a team of 10. Yeah. Chooks is on air. We're going to have a new voice on air in a couple weeks. we got lots of interviews planned. It's a good time. We're all friends here. And now moving on to the men's rugby, they defeated Pacific Pride this past weekend in a Premier League tilt at 20-17. to UBC ended Pacific Pride's perfect start to the season, dropping their record to 6-0-1. to Your season, however, can remain perfect by donating to Fundrive to help support the station. You can help us reach our goal by donating at citr.ca slash donate or calling in to 604-822-8648. Yeah, the win is UBC's 10th Premier League victory in a row. Quite quite a roll we're on there, huh? As the Thunderbirds <laughs> haven't lost the league since their season opened on September 7th. 
good. Let's hope that keeps going. Yeah, yeah. keep it going. UBC's reserve squads were also in action as the second team Braves defeated the Surrey Beavers AA in a close match 28-26 to and the third team, the Totems, defeated Richmond 38-17. to UBC will be back in Premier League action in Washington on February 15th for a match against 6th place Seattle RFC. Now, quick look at what's happening this weekend. As we've mentioned, hockey starting the playoffs in the Canada West quarterfinals. Women's on the road in Saskatchewan. Men's on the road against Mount Royal. Volleyball against Brandon here at home to end the regular season. Baseball on the road in Arizona. Softball getting back underway. Their first games of the season against Western Washington in Bellingham. Then Sunday, baseball has rematches. Volleyball, hockey have rematches as well. Men's rugby plays Seattle RFC, like I just mentioned, down in Washington on Sunday. More baseball, hockey, game threes, if necessary. Playoff season, baby. Playoff season. Men's field hockey plays India, FHC, and Surrey. And finally, Monday and Tuesday, the softball team is in Hawaii. For the second straight year, they get to go to Hawaii, play a bunch of softball games there. It's pretty. It's, it's pretty not a bad lifestyle. Not bad to be a to be a softball player. And now it's time to go to everyone's favorite segment, Jake's guarantee of the week. I think I'm a special one. Sixty percent of the time, it works every time. So. Last week, I guaranteed that the women's volleyball team would win both their matches against UBC Okanagan with a set count of 6-1. That did not happen. No, it didn't, Jake. <laughs> they, they, they lost one of the games. Be wary of your powers, please. Are, so I am now 1-2 and two after three, three guarantees. Not great, but <laughs> we keep guarantees. going. We keep fighting. This weekend... It's playoff season, so I've got to look at our hockey teams. And you better be real careful <laughs> when you look at these hockey teams. Now, I'm not going to predict exactly the men's and women's team's result, but what I am going to say is I guarantee that one of our two hockey teams will win the quarterfinal series in three games. The other hockey team will get swept. Wow. Oh, That's oh, tough. Nico, Nico, hockey man, what's, what's, the, uh, what's the reaction to those, those predictions? I think they're going to win. Think we're gonna have both? A, you think, think we're going to have a nice winning? I'm being goal. very optimistic, and I'm going to say that our UBC men's team and our, C, and our UBC women's team will find a way to move on in the playoffs. All right. Well, Jake has the guarantee of the week. That's just Nico's hot take because <laughs> he doesn't make predictions. Nico's butting in this week trying to <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope he's right. Well, it is playoff season, it is fun drive season, and it is time for you all to donate. CITR.ca slash donate 604-822-8648. The Thunderbird Eye crew appreciates all of you who tune in on a weekly basis. We love doing this. We hope you love what we do. And with that, thank you for tuning in to Thunderbird Eye on CITR 101.9. Besides listening to the show, the best way you can go keep up with what we do is checking us out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. That is at CITR Sports. We're all the same. We're very professional. Uh, <laughs> next up on CITR is Flower Power Hour at 2. For Thunderbird Eye, this has been, get ready, Jacob Bear, Jake McGrail, Nico Roselli, Ryan Alfonso, Chooks Ebaum, and both Byron and Alan Wang, with contributions from the lovely Corey Branson, Liz Wang, and Ben Nelson. We'll catch you next Tuesday at 1 to 1.30 p.m. And remember... What do we got to remember, folks? Donate! Donate! We can do that. CITR.ca slash donate 604-822-8648. We have Thunderbird eye prizes that are Sonic the Hedgehog themed. We have CITR prizes, sick beanies. They're yellow and black. 
bright hot pink mugs. What more can you ask for? There's nothing else I can Just think call of. in. <laughs> Stop waiting. Please. <laughs> and with that, thank you for tuning in. Bye-bye. Have a wonderful rest of your day.